Welcome back to All Day All Night. I'm Brandon Kay. And I'm Olivia Van Skye. And we really love doing this podcast and I'm very thankful to everyone who's listened so far. We are so grateful and so excited because we have so many great episodes coming up. And Brandon, guess what? What? We actually have a viewer question this week. Uh, what is it? It's from my mom, but it still counts. It's, that counts in my book. <laughs> it totally does. So, uh, Kathy from uh, California. Uh, Orange she, County, California. Hey, hey. Don't let them track down my mother. That's my mother. <laughs> um, she asked, is Dognard one word or two? So, that's from the... Last bedtime story. The bedtime stories where we created our own stories. My character was named Dognard. And I was Alessandra. And he's a half man, half dog. They've listened to the episode. Just so he's he his name his name is one word. His name is Dognard. Dognard the dog nark. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go, Mom. He dearest. And we got some other questions off Instagram. Well, responses to our question. What did I say? You said it. They were questions. Oh, yes, you're This right. isn't Jeopardy. I do that you know? every time. We're learning. We are. <laughs> you're amazing. I don't think anybody cares. Let's just talk about it. The view, the listener question. The listener response. Oh, my I, gosh. You got how it. How many times? How many times can I get it wrong? Ooh, let's count. <laughs> the listener response. Viewer questions. Listener response. Uh, who inspires you? And Patrick from Orlando says, Elon Musk and Adam Rotella. What's your opinion on Elon Musk? Oh, I thought you were going to ask on Adam Rotella. I was, oh, no, no, no. I, I actually meant Adam Carolla. Carolla? Yes. I thought it was Rotella. Like... That's his buddy. Patrick's buddy is Adam Rotella. That's why I was like, I have opinions. Patrick's, Patrick's hero is Adam Carolla <sighs> from Adam. Loveline. I don't know who that is. Wow. I am very young. Nor should you. <laughs> I really shouldn't. Um, I like Elon Musk. I think he's interesting and funny in like a weird way where like um like he's really gung ho to do well to the point where he made like a kid sized submarine and then called someone a pedophile when they wouldn't use it. And so I think that's really interesting. I mean, he's probably done a lot of great things, but that's my most recent memory. <laughs> And it doesn't make me hate him. Let's put it that way. We all have flaws. What's the word? Quirky or... Eccentric Eccentric billionaire. Eccentric billionaire. Classic eccentric billionaire Elon Musk. Yeah, just like, hey, so... You guys in Thailand, the boys in Thailand, obviously can't handle it yourselves. I'm going to use my money. I'm going to get my top scientists. We're going to make a kid-sized submarine. And you know what you guys' plan? This is going to be better than that. And I just love how Thailand was like, nope, we got it. So Sorry. that that inspires Patrick. And I, I've, <laughs> I've listened to Elon Musk videos on YouTube you that, that also inspire me for business advice, life advice. Send them to me. Absolutely. Because I've only heard like the tabloidy side. I want to know more. I've read like the top 10 pieces of advice from Elon Musk that they just like compiled from his different seminars but it's Mm -hmm. it's very good he has accomplished a lot in his life we love adam carolla is one of the most popular podcasters 
I'm just. Just he, I, I, I love that you don't know who he is. You know, I like Adam from the Bible. <laughs> you know, so good namesake. Adam Rotella more on the radar than Adam Carolla. Yeah, yeah, because I, I listened to the podcast by Patrick, which is great. Who, what was the next response? The next listener response to who do you admire was those who strive to inspire others. Who was that? That was Monet from Orlando. Well, oh my gosh, Brandon. We're so popular in Orlando. <laughs> we got Orlando, Orange County. We got the ores done. <gasps> Next, we take over Oregon. That's right. That's... Oregon, we're coming. And and Monet is a friend of mine. She's somebody who, who puts in so many volunteer hours. She is the like my inspiration because she has put so much of her time into it, into inspiring others and help others. And I agree. I agree Monet with Monet. Brandon out. He's single. <laughs> uh, she lives across the country. You know two people in Orlando already. <laughs> That's more than our friend who moved to... Uh, what? Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we have an inn in Oregon. Yep. We do. We so, miss Eric. So today, I wanted to talk okay. about... The jobs that we've had in our lives. What jobs? Yeah. What inspired you to talk about jobs? I mean, there's such a big part of our lives, and so much time and energy goes into them. I have eras of my life that are that, that are signified by my job at that time. Mm. So, I mean, I can... Well, how many jobs have you had? I've had over five jobs. That's more than me. Between five and ten. And the first era of jobs. Era of jobs. <laughs> like Steve Jobs era or Well, I would just I can describe that that I always wanted to have a fun environment, so I worked at fun theme parks. I've worked at three oh, theme parks. What theme parks? Wild Rivers Water Park. I love that place. First job. Knott's Berry Farm. That place is good. And Disneyland. Underground tunnels in Disneyland. They exist. I know they do. Do you know how to get into them? I know how to get into them. Are we allowed to get into them? If you're an employee, you gotta sign in. So what what is your what does your resume look like? Uh my resume is uh not that elaborate. I think um I I had trouble getting jobs. Because um, I just I just have trouble with it. I don't like being told what to do, like ever. And yeah. so um, ever since I was really young, I you know how like you model after the people you're around. There's like a statistic that says you are the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. And when I was a kid, especially, I spent a lot of time around my dad. And so I wanted to be an entrepreneur too. And so, um, like, I would be very innovative. I, like, I would do, like, a lemonade stand, but I lived at the end of a cul-de-sac in the middle of a neighborhood, so nobody was coming. So what I did is I attached a bunch of, like, cups to the back of my bike, and I took, like, a pitcher of lemonade, and I went door-to-door, and I offered them 75 cents for a bit of food coloring, and I made money that way. I, um... I, I 
I feel like I've always been meant to be an entrepreneur. Right. But um, my first real job was with a movie theater company. And um, I was working in concession and ticket sales. And it was awful because it was very corporate. And me and corporate, not necessarily a good match. You you were there when it was $3, right? It was a $3 movie theater. Yeah, there was a, a $3 theater... That's where I worked. And and I used to go there all the time, and Olivia used to work there. I did. Did you have problems with the your bosses there? Uh, initially, my first boss, Rebecca, she was amazing. Yes. I adored her. She's why I took the job in the first place. She's the one who hired me. I got along with all the assistant managers, and I was a really hardworking, consistent employee. And I got along really well with the district manager. At the time, I was teaching myself Japanese. And so um, <laughs> he would practice Japanese with me. But um, they hired someone from a different theater. It was a general manager. Yeah, the age-old story. And um, he and I didn't get along. He was a bit, uh, what's the word, misogynistic. He wanted like a Stepford employee, right? Yeah. And for most things, I, I was that. Wanted you to wear sexier clothing? No. Um, Stepford meaning like he wants you to be robotic. Robotic. Oh, of course. And um, so I am a... I was way off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you also said misogynistic. That's kind of where I... Well, misogynistic can go beyond clothing. Mm. It can go to a age-old attitude. He was an older gentleman, and I don't hold it against him, but... Um, so with me, I never came to people with small problems because I took care of it myself and I was a really great employee like that. I would take charge of situations. I was very good at managing, even though I wasn't the assistant manager. Um, the assistant managers would often let me act like one while they went on their lunch breaks all the time when they were upstairs, I was always left in charge. And so when I did have a real problem and I came to him, um, he did not give a fuck about me. And he did not give a fuck that there was this creepy dude who was making me uncomfortable, who was throwing $100 bills at me, and I work at a $3 theater, and who had been carrying around notes for me um, for over three months since Christmas. Yeah, creepy stuff happens like that to, to girls all along. Yeah, and he didn't care. Whereas with an assistant manager I talked to about the same issue, he immediately threatened to um, like kick the guy out. Yes, that sounds but like a good I, response. Yeah, that was the right response. But I was like, I need to talk to Frank about this because it's really important that you know he understands what's going on to the female employees. Right? Yeah. And... He said that he had to give corporate a call. No, you don't. You run the whole theater. This is one guy who gives $3. That's ridiculous. Yes, yes, yes. And so with that... <laughs> yeah, that's not adding up very fast. With that, um, I decided to say, you know what? <laughs> that's a really good point. You know what, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about calling corporate because I'm going to hand in my two-week notice. Okay. But thank you so much. I really appreciate working with you. And he ended on good terms. He had no idea I was pissed off at him. But now you know, Frank. Fuck you. 
Fuck you, Frank. Seriously. Oh, God. We have enough problems without you, Frank. <sighs> I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, it's like, not. there's a lot going on, but that's just, that's a terrible response. So that's... So, so just... So after that, I just decided, I don't want to work for other people. I want to make my own money, so I tried odd jobs. I um, did Twitch. I did acting, and I got paid for acting. I got paid for... Twitch through Twitch donations. I want to hear about that stuff. That sounds like another episode, cause, cause, because uh, <laughs> you know I I've seen some of your Twitch videos. Oh God. Seen some of your acting videos. Oh God. And so much, so much there to talk about, and I I definitely want to talk about that in the future. But I do, I do. Uh, when you were talking about you know this one customer being creepy, like how do you feel about customers in general? I love customers. Yes. I do. And the creeps, like, the good customers outweigh the creeps, right? 100%. Yes. And even um, the ones who are awful, who are, like, not creepy, but just, like, really bitchy and annoying, they end up being very interesting. Because, <laughs> I mean, you think about it, you're at a minimum wage job, right? And uh, it's just something so interesting. It's so funny what people get worked up about over nothing. Right, popcorn and... and- uh, like Tickets, I, I swear places. to God, you can give someone a ticket with the theater number on there, and you can tell them like three times, and they will still come out and find you. There are like three theaters. <laughs> yeah, it's the and they had theater. trouble finding the three theaters. Oh my! Like just look the worst up. Case. This like is that's just all the you had to do. Scenario. But you know, it was all other factors why I quit for that besides the guy being creepy. But it was also because I got passed up for a promotion simply because I wasn't there long enough they didn't appreciate that I never took a sick day I worked holidays I um busted my ass I showed up early I stayed late you want to hear my favorite job of my youth I would love that let's stop talking about me it's (laughs) enough it's enough it's enough about the theater (laughs) it's never enough about the theater (laughs) I was a I was a talent at not scary farm oh shit yeah and I can I, see it. I dressed up as a, a, a large baby. No. In a in a in a onesie. No. What, what do you call that with the zipper all the way down? Onesie. I would and call that a disturbing fetish. Big scary baby with a <laughs> with a bonnet and a and a rattler that I would stab people with. And I love. St- you know, scaring the shit out of customers. That was my favorite. That's why that was my favorite job. Was like people are like, da 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 da. Oh, I want to go complain to the manager, and I'm like, ah! I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. That's amazing. So you know, that's a, that's a, a job that exists seasonally, and I enjoy doing it. How much do they pay you, if you don't mind me asking? That's minimum wage. Minimum and wage. I'm sure it goes up. I'm sure it goes up if you've been there longer, or you're kind of like the the scare master or something, but. I think that, yeah, those regular scare guys, they just got minimum wage. Mm. I'm tired of working for minimum wage. I think it's around August. We're in around the time where we can apply to be monsters. Really? We are. We really are. I can't. You I can do it. I don't have a license yet. Oh, but yeah. And you... it's late hours. It's it's like 5 p.m. to anyway. 3 a.m. I'm up anyway. Yeah, it's just like for driving. But yeah, that was my favorite job. Obviously, Disneyland was awesome, and that you was. Just have good job experiences. Is that where you wanted to talk about this? You can oh, talk about I... how great your job life is. 
I'm feeling a little bitter right now. Mm, don't get bitter. Get better. <laughs> well, I yeah, and then I've gone on to to my current job of security and and Uber Eats. Yeah. That's working for myself. We talked about working for myself. Yeah. I feel like Uber in this day and age is working for yourself. It, it pretty much is. Podcasting, getting paid to podcast would be better. Yeah. But for now, you know, offering for now our cult is secret. We're <laughs> offering my delivery services is uh, great. Yeah. But what's your dream job, Olivia? Well, my dream job is. Well, that's a doozy. I could tell you about my career plan. That's what I want to hear. Okay, so right now I'm a yoga teacher, right? I know that about you. Yeah, you do, Mister Favorite Client. <laughs> Sorry, Mari. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what, um, I want to do now is I want to work as a yoga teacher and then, uh, when I am getting my psychology master's, I'll be able to talk about like the mind-body connection, working with people who have trouble with, um, various things, especially PTSD. And I'll be talking from a place of experience. And so after a certain amount of time, I want to transition to a therapist. And then, after being a therapist for a while and maintaining, like, a private practice, I want to start writing books about the mind-body connection, the importance of taking care of your body and your mental health and how health involves um, everything and not just um, one factor. And I would like to write books for adults and children especially children with parents who have PTSD because I feel like um, as a child my dad had a lot of issues I didn't understand because I was young and if I had a book that explained to me in nice words that um, the outburst and the anger was not my dad it was a problem that he needed to work on and it wouldn't have felt like it was my fault and so I feel like that's important work and I would love to do lectures eventually and talk about this and have my whole life be about bringing this common knowledge that's not common. So, I agree. Goal. I agree. I mean, my, <laughs> my, my goal in life with this podcast, with anything I do, is to, to normalize mental illness. Well, I mean... Because you just know. just because like even depression, someone's like, oh, that guy's lazy because he's depressed. No. That guy's like, uh, like that guy's a, a pussy because he's afraid because he's anxious. Like yeah. the stigma is just so like, the stigma that you face when you have any kind of a mental illness. Yeah, Maria Bamford has done so much for bipolar disease. She's done a lot of really open things, especially with her Netflix show and her specials and stuff. And I really admire that part, and I really hope to discuss more, not just of the destigmatization, but of how important it is for people who have mental health issues to take care of your body, because, you know, we're already working from a, I don't know how to say this in a not weird way, but we're working from a system that's a little skewed already and so we have to work a little extra hard and that means we have to exercise more we have to take care of our diet a little bit more than people who don't have our problems do because 
that'll help us be in a place where we can start to use those mental health techniques we go over in therapy those coping mechanisms like if you are tired all the time you're more likely in my experience at least to be depressed and have those mood swings and have those issues because you're not taking care of your body so I'm I'm really passionate about that and right now I'm seriously struggling because there's a path that I want to take right yes that is aligned with who I am with what I want from life what I want to give who I want to be what my life purpose is and then there's reality which is it sucks being poor it sucks having inconsistent income and I need something consistent and it is so much fucking work to maintain a small business on your own and be a college student. That's, I'm just, I'm struggling at the moment, but I hope I won't be for long. That's, that's been my struggle all throughout my, my, since I become, since I became a man at 18 man at 18 at 18 i became a man you just developed like a full beard <laughs> like rip van winkle yes i just, just grew this beard just came paul bunyan like fuck him man started working jobs and and it's like oh i have to like work i have to work this security job where i'm not i'm not contributing anything to life i'm watching a door and i'm my head's going crazy and i'm just asking myself how can i help people um and I, I want to look into jobs. I, I am interviewing for jobs where I can help people and get paid for it. And I'm working towards making videos, making podcasts, putting myself out there to help people with my voice mm-hmm. and my experience. Appreciate That's it. what's more... Pa- I'm more passionate about that than watching a door at security. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's where the struggle for... I I. I don't really like the terminology but I'll continue to use it but like your passion versus reality where we can have all these lofty dreams of a life we want to live and I'm so into new age stuff it's ridiculous seriously a problem where like I want to believe in the secret and I want to say that everything works out and it's all gonna happen for me you know but at the same time I feel like I'm coming off like a fucking crazy person being like Hey, I don't need to worry about money. I don't need to worry about these things because it's going to work out. And it's hard. That's where I'm at now. I, I really have just given it over. And it's like, I'm okay with what life on life's terms. There's a lot of AA cliches I could throw in right now. Yeah. But it's, it's throw stuff. In some. It's stuff <laughs> life on life's terms. This too shall pass. Uh, God's will I not I thought mind that was a word of ring thing this too <laughs> oh that, that my shall, bad that oh that no wonder why I'm all fucked up it's from right from the commandments so so I'm at a place in my life where it's like hey whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen I'm okay with that I'm interviewing for jobs if one of them happens I'm happy if not I put everything into my art yeah and and now's a good wrapping up point. Do you do you think you have you could come up with a, a listener question for us? Mm. Based on what we talked about today? 
How do you consolidate? Oh boy. <laughs> a minimum wage job and working for your dream. Because that's an actual. Can we can we change it to consolidate a job? No. And working for your dream because a minimum wage job. No, I'm I'm being specific. What does consolidate mean? Consolidate. Well, that's like um. Okay, so for this instance, this is a very targeted question. Yes. And this is a question I'm genuinely asking because I'm struggling with it. Okay. And I'm reaching out for help from our mini community, Mm. which is I might need to take a minimum wage job just so I don't have to be stuck because right now with the way my finances are I am stuck taking uh, money from my parents which I'm uncomfortable with I've always been uncomfortable with that and for a lot of different issues and so consolidate in this context of working a minimum wage job is like how do you live with yourself how do you say like this is still working I'm still working towards my dream by doing this minimum wage thing I think there's like a quote by Oprah or something that talks about it, but for the life of me, it's just depressing, and I can't think of it when I'm this depressed about it. I always like to end on a low note. Oh, God. So... Or, you know what we could ask? <laughs> What's a fun job you've had? <laughs> so how, just, how do you, know, you how do you Forget consoli- about the problem. So how do you consolidate a minimum wage job into... A working for your dream. Working for your dream. That's the viewer. That's the listener question. I want to hear or, from everybody. What's a fun job? Alternatively, or what's a what's your dream job? Or or do you know anywhere that's hiring in the Huntington Beach area? <laughs> that's not like you know a soul sucking job. Yes. If there's somewhere where my soul won't get sucked, let me know. Oh, God. I'm such a bummer, dude. Well, guess what we get to do next? What? We get to apologize. (gasps) My favorite part. We're We're sorry. sorry.